Before today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, I want to tell you about our new podcast series, Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Join me, Hugh Evans, and a host of legends from both sides of the divide as we look at the history of the old firm derby from the 1960s to the present day. In the latest episode, Peter Grant and Ian Durant join me to look back on the rivalry in the 1980s. To listen, download the Radio Clyde app or search Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, on your usual podcast app. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon says Celtic's win against Hibs was one of the best performances he's seen in charge of the club Rangers stay top after a convincing and incident-packed win at Motherwell And Aberdeen, Livingston and Kilmarnock were the other big winners From another cracking weekend of Scottish football I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Two wins, eight goals shared by Celtic and Rangers yesterday Now they share one common objective Qualification for the group stages of the Europa League You don't look additional millions of pounds in revenue in the face In these pandemic times of greatly reduced earnings And yesterday showed Celtic and Rangers are capable of going through If they can reproduce the swagger that was far, far too much for Hibs and Motherwell Alec Yeah, plenty of goals at the weekend The old firm were really comfortable Dundee uh, United shared the spoils with Ackies and uh, Aberdeen went up to Ross County Took the three points Gordon Kamarnock got an important win over struggling St Mirren an important one for Livingston Off the bottom of the table Plenty of refereeing decisions I would imagine as well oh, Plenty to discuss as always 0141 951 1025 What did you make Of the weekend's football Whether it be Good things from your team Bad things from your team Refereeing decisions Something else that annoyed you Or something completely from left field We will do the lot 0141 951 1025 Give us a call And let the guys know What is on your mind You can of course tweet as well at Clyde SSB But we don't hang around On a Monday night We put the guys On the spot No sitting on the fence Make your decisions Your result of the weekend Please I'm going to go for Hamilton Ackies Getting a draw Against Dundee United Who had taken the lead At the Ackies ground We're going to have to Come up with some other Prediction at the start Of the season Other than Hamilton Ackies To go down Because they just Keep bouncing back Okay yeah, I'm going to go for Livingston Gordon They were bottom of the table at the start of play And they are now up to 8th place It's important that they keep winning at home And what about your goal of the weekend then? I'm going for Callum McGregor And Celtic's yeah. first goal against Hibs Tremendous strike from Callum McGregor Only his second goal of the season But it was indicative of the all-round improvement in performance from Celtic yesterday Yeah, I think we'll get to that very soon indeed What about you Alex? We had yeah. a few different types, I like that We've got yeah, long absolutely. range, we've got a few decent moves What, what caught your eye? Hugh's right there about Callum McGregor I thought Alan Forrest at Livingston was a very good goal as well Kabamba's what goal by Chris Butt down the right-hand side I thought Jordan Jones' goal was decent as well yesterday gone. But the goal I'm going for is Cedric Itton's first goal for Rangers Alan McGregor, long ball, sets it back to Tavernier who plays it wide to uh, Arfield Round the corner giving go Hugh Reverse ball into Itton And the run by Tavernier down the side And Itton buries it from And you were talking mm. about Castanelli on A brilliant keeper And he's beaten him with ease from distance A very very good well work goal And you've got the quality of the strike And perhaps the significance Of the goal and what it means to him 
Yeah, with, without doubt. He's up and running now, Gordon. And then within a few minutes, uh, then he gets his second one. So it's important for a player, particularly a striker, to get uh, goals early doors. Right, now that the it's out of the way, the serious stuff. Your howler of oh, the weekend. Is it a referee? Is it a striker not doing his job? Is it a goalkeeper letting one through his legs? Whatever it may be, you have creative licence. Your howler of the weekend. Bobby Madden, step forward. Uh, got the two Rangers penalties correct In my estimation No one likes the handball rule Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we all know that However, he got both correct there And I thought he denied Motherwell Not one, but two penalties So, Bobby Two right at one end Two wrong at the other Oof, I'm just trying to catch my breath After saying two Wrong uh, for, for Motherwell But uh, anyway, let's say uh, My howler was Ian Vigers Gordon He could quite easily have got a red For his first one Tackle which you could pick a booking early on, on Ross McCrory, yes, wasn't early it? doors, and uh, <laughs> I was talking to you prior to coming into the studio. He actually gives the guy, I think it was McCrory, five yards. He sees the danger with his experience, and he gets done with five yards in the other end, and he wipes him out and gets a straight red card. Uh, to say he was towing a caravan at that stage would have been an understatement. He had a shocker. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you made of the weekend's football, whether it was performances on the pitch, maybe some of the other stories that go along with football at the moment, refereeing decisions, anything at all. We want to hear from you. So give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. And we'll do our best to get through as many of the weekend's talking points as we can And that's the other thing, if you think we've missed something Pull us up for it, let us know uh, what we've missed Let's start with the most recent game in this part of the world We'll work our way backwards Celtic Park yesterday, Neil Lennon says The display yesterday was one of the best across his two spells as Celtic boss So Celtic fans, there's a fairly simple question to get us up and running Do you agree? How good was it? Was it that good? What did you make of it? 0141-951-1025 He says Jeremy Frimpong was the real catalyst in their attacking play 10 out of 10, best of the season And one of the best in my time as manager First and second time I thought we were outstanding I thought the football we played was, was brilliant The control of the game was brilliant And you know we defended when we had to really well It was just an outstanding all-round team performance Big game for us Hibs coming here, you know, having dropped the point, we're from home, you know, and I thought we were, you know, miles ahead in all departments and really, really pleased with us. Is it going to be more and more difficult to leave Frimpong out of the starting lineup when you consider his performance today? No, I mean, he, he's been a bit um, off colour, you know, in previous weeks, but he was back to form on Thursday night and certainly he was brilliant today. So, you know, again, with the amount of games that we have, we have to be careful, you know, we don't. You know, overdo it with him, but because um, he, he provides so much enthusiasm and energy and quality to the team. But he was a real catalyst today. You know, for everything to get us going to get the game on the front foot, he was outstanding. I thought. Well, I read this morning that Jack Ross had taken young Josh Doig uh, aside at half time, kept him in the dressing room, brought on Louis Stevenson uh, for the second half. But eighteen-year-old Josh Doig. You have to remember that he was taken apart by another teenager Because Frimpong is still a teenager And he was sensational yesterday And he's going to be a massive player for Celtic He's a gem for Neil Lennon Again, indicative of a day when Celtic went from uh, A performance against Lat- uh, Riga in Latvia That has separated supporter from supporter Some say it was okay, others say it was awful but yesterday Celtic came right back to form And 
Nobody more so than Jeremy Frimpong I mean Alex to say it was one of the best Across his two spells as Celtic boss That's high praise indeed uh, For Neil Lennon I, yeah. I, I wouldn't pretend to know I'll leave that to the Celtic fans To decide if it was or not I think where most people would definitely agree um, it, it would go down as Celtic's best performance of this season Yeah without doubt I think it was a, a big improvement On recent performances You know they were free flowing You know a lot of combinations They looked very comfortable Um and uh, I think in Neil's assessment, he's obviously trying to talk up the performance, Gordon, because it's a comfortable win against a team who's actually, as we've said prior, that it's probably the biggest challenge to date so far this season. But to suggest it's better than some of the performances we've seen, the performances, you know, I, I think there's a wee bit to go to get to that that stage. Jeremy Frimpong, though, how important is he turning out to be, Alex? He oh, comes probably. on, changes the game, arguably gets Celtic through in, in Europe during the week. And carries that on yesterday Yeah He just keeps driving down the flank Gordon And, and when you're playing against him now, you, You've just mentioned there Hugh about the boy Dodge it's, you know, oh. He's a young guy But when he's constantly battering And when there was no protection for him It got to the point I was actually feeling sorry for him Because we were getting terrorised And uh, you know I think in the second half They tried to get bodies over that side And you have to do that And, and with the experience of a handling down that side as well They should be talking the boy mm-hmm. through it Try and show him there Try and show him inside Gordon Because See when he searches that byline there's very few players can match him in, in that form. Neil Lennon says it was one of the best spells he's had as uh, one of the best performances he's had as Celtic manager. But Celtic fans, what did you make of it? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Brian is first up tonight. How good was it, Brian? Is it as, as good as that? As good as the manager says? I'll tell you what. You should be a wee bit. Uh, good evening, guys. Sorry. Um, you should be a wee bit worried though, the other teams because if that's the best performance. Now bear in mind how we got to here, and I'm going to I'm going to pull you up a wee bit, eh? But I mean, we don't argue too much, you. Oh, feel free. Feel <laughs> it's a national pastime. Right, use it. You you use a term, facts are facts, and stats back up your facts, and I, and I, and ninety nine percent of the time, you and I will agree. But I feel, you know, and that's not my main point. I just feel that. If you look at the stats as they are, not take away the performances, the stumbling performances, and the, as I've heard you saying words like scraping through things. If you look at the stats in some of these games, we're, we're playing in a 70%, 75%. But Neil Lennon, for the, for the first part of this season, is actually the best we've played for in any of the nine years previous. So a 17, 78.9% average and he's beaten the likes of Brendan Rodgers in his first day. He's beaten the likes of Martin O'Neill. He's beaten Neil Lennon of old. He's he's actually first and fourth. So I feel like some of the media, and I'm not including yourself, Hugh, because you say it as you see it, and I like that, but some of the media have got this whole thing where Celtic are rubbish, they know, or rather slide in, away from being what they were. To, anyway. But anyway, that gets me on to my point. They played absolutely outstanding. And the shutdown moment of the whole day, although Frimpong was outstanding, the shutdown moment, and it was to the guy, a Celtic supporter, I was livid the other day there. You, you, so much livid that the guy who phoned me, when I phoned in, didn't let me on. And the reason why is because he knew. I was really livid. Imagine having a go at a, man, a, a captain who is a living legend. Sure, he can have a couple of days, a couple of games, where he's just off the pace of we touch, but his football brain is incredible. We showed that on on Sunday against a very good Hibs team. Now, I like teams that come and play against Celtic because it gives us a lot of space inside and it gives us a lot of space to use that, that pace down the wings. And Hibs play football the right way. The teams that... that um, I'll take you back to the European night. 
and and when we went out of Europe, these teams were sitting in and playing. We we weren't up to speed. The 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 one touch stuff, the flicks, the connection between these these. This is a a team that's having to readjust and regel like all teams are. Um, our, our rivals across the city have done great, but are they any better or further forward than Celtic? No, they're not, because if Celtic win the game in hand, Celtic goes top by two points, and and by all accounts, and I believe Neil would say this as well, we are not playing anywhere near their potential. This and and that's all that anyone has said. You've covered an immense amount of ground there, Brian. You need to let me try and digest all of that uh, no one no one to my knowledge has used the word rubbish in connection with Celtic not in the written press not uh, on this programme or any other uh, so the, the word rubbish has never been used but people have used that myself included expressions like unconvincing uh, and if you Troll through all of the former Celtic players who have newspaper columns from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and today, you'll find all of the ex Celtic players are of the same opinion. With regard to Europe, you can't sugarcoat Europe, Brian. Uh, to go out at Celtic Park to a Romanian team who scored four goals on the night, that's not acceptable. It shouldn't be acceptable to you. To then go out of the Champions League qualifiers to a Hungarian team at Celtic Park, that should not be acceptable to you either. And when Celtic face Sarajevo on Thursday, it should not be acceptable to you if Celtic fail to qualify for the Europa League. Because when Celtic fail to qualify for the Champions League, people say, oh, they're a Europa League team. Well, if you don't qualify for the Europa League, what level are you at? So with regard to what Celtic have done this season, Yesterday was indicative of a real performance coming back again Because when Celtic play Ross County and Hamilton Ackies And take five goals off each of them That's what Celtic should be doing But then play Dundee United, Livingston, Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Motherwell Celtic should be beating them Hibs was the first proper test of them Because Hibs, had they won, would have gone above Celtic in the league But it was indicative of a team Making a considerable improvement On what has gone before this season I understand that the Statistical record Is fine But Brian you cannot Simply wash over the fact that some of the performances Brian's, of Brian's point though is that the statistical record is, is better than fine If you compare this start to the season to all of those That have gone before in this run um, You know it, it stands yeah. above them all Yeah but that's why the, Points total wise Yeah it? I repeat though Every team that Celtic had played Up until Hibs yesterday Of course they should be beating them Home or away uh, And you cannot You cannot dis, You cannot dismiss Europe Brian You simply cannot This is Celtic you're talking about You have a, a A star above the crest in your jersey To signify the first British club To win the European Cup You have to have a greater Sense of the club's place In the game to dismiss going out to Cluj at Celtic Park and Ferenc Varos at Celtic Park? Can I answer that one? Of course you can. Right. You, you, you mentioned a word, respect, umpteen times of the day there, and you're doing exactly the opposite. You're not respecting teams like Cluj. You're not respecting teams like Ferenc Varos. What right has Celtic got to win any game if they're not properly prepared and not properly drilled towards winning it. How can they, they not be no properly right prepared? How can they not be properly prepared? Where, where's your respect for Neil Lennon? Are you saying that Neil Lennon put teams out against Cluj and Veraj Varus who were not properly prepared? I'll let you have your say, Hugh. What I said was, 
you are you're being disrespectful to the teams in our own league and teams from Hungary and teams from uh, Romania that you think that because we're Celtic of old 96 Jim, we've got a right to go out there and win. We didn't beat these teams, but we could have on the, pro- the, the amount of um, possession we had, on the amount of shots that we had, we were unlucky. We weren't rubbish. And the way, and I don't mean rubbish, sorry, because you, you pick on one word, I am asking you, will you give respect to Cluj? Will you give respect to them? Brian, them Brian, these Brian, teams, come on. Brian, we're going round Brian. in circles here. This is where I step in. I don't know why we're still talking about Cluj, to be honest. I find that a little bit strange. Yeah, I naively thought we would talk about the game yesterday. Brian, what else stood out for you? You mentioned you were happy with Scott Brown. Uh, Jeremy Frimpong got high praise from Neil Lennon. What about David Turnbull? I see he's another one who's been getting uh, a lot of praise for his performance. What did you make of him? I thought he was outstanding when he came on. Um, I think I think we're going to have to find... Well, that's Neil Lennon's problem, to have that amount of good players at disposal, mm-hmm. to find the right balance and the right the right click. Um, yes, the boy, the boy was, a, it was like a breath of fresh air watching him. So you've got you know a forward player like Jeremy Finkpong. Just give Jeremy the ball when you can. Let him get a wee breather and then away he goes. It's like a wee wind-up toy. It's amazing. <laughs> but the whole team played that well. The whole team played that well. I don't know about the goalie because he really had nothing much today. And yet this Hibs team, this Hibs team will be knocking on the door. I don't mean for championships. They'll be knocking on the door for places, high places, in the top, the top six, um, pushing Aberdeen for the third spot or whoever is behind. You know, I just think that yesterday was a marker down that Celtic have not gone away. We've maybe not been as organised and, and, and getting the results that we really, really desire. But we've not gone away and we win our game in hand and we're two points clear in the league. That And you, the European thing, I'm, I'm of the opinion, European games to me were amazing when I was younger because I really believed that we could go and win the cup. At the billions of pounds, I don't think we can even win the, the, the Europa Cup. We're going, to, we're going to be back in European action very soon, so there will be there will be plenty of time for this. I think if we start talking about Europe too much, we're going to go way off track, Alex. Brian made yeah. some, some interesting points about David Turnbull, yeah, for instance. Doubt. Yeah, no, I was speaking to you in the office prior to the game. I, I think he's a brilliant talent. He's only 21, Gordon. He has all the attributes to be a top player. He's athletic, he's box-to-box, gets goals. You see when he picks that pass yesterday as well. And uh, I think, you know, when you think about the development over the coming years, I think he could be a right top drawer player. Uh, well, Neil Lennon also explained why Odson Edward didn't start the game. He says he was dropped because of his recent form, but was happy with what he saw when he came on. He also spoke about David Turnbull. Yeah, and they're good players, you know, so I've no qualms about leaving, you know, giving Odson a break. We did that last weekend, but he came on today and he was, yeah, he looked good. He looked far more like himself when he did come on. Ellie Nussi had a Another very good game with a, you know, his intelligent play, you know, off the ball and a great finish for the third goal. So I'm delighted with him as well. Was that just a decision based on form to, to leave out tonight and bring oh. the guys in? Because oh. he's not been himself, you know, it's, and he knows that. But I thought today, you know, for the length of time he was on, I thought he was great. David Turnbull comes on and looks a class actor. Yeah, he did well. Great vision, you know, looked comfortable in the environment. You know, he's got a bit of work to do. I was really pleased with his contribution for the, the third goal and he, he looked assured out there. So we think he's a very talented young Scottish player and we're delighted to have him and um, you'll see more of him as you go along. I bet he's looking like a hamstring strain, so hopefully it'll only be a couple of weeks. Christy will be fine, should be okay, just got a, almost like winded, you know, you got a sort of elbow in the stomach. 
Uh, the big talk before the game, Alex, was the omission of, o- of Odds and Edward. That's just what happens when you leave your best player, arguably your best player, out. And Neil Lennon confirming after the game it was just because of form or yeah, lack of. Yeah, I think he's been struggling. He hasn't. I think one of the things with Edward is he's been peaking at a really good level, Hugh. We always oh. talk about levels. He is the go to guy. He's a star turn for Celtic. He's got all the attributes. And he was very much below par. And, and when you mention that to people, they go, oh, and they were talking about fatigue and things. Neil Lennon's come out and says, listen, we'll just take them out the firing line. All of a sudden, Celtic get a couple of goals lead. You know, Ayeti comes off, and it's a great time to introduce him because they're actually free-flowing at that stage, Celtic, you know. So you factor all that in, Gordon, and it's just another time. But listen, the one thing we know about Edward is he will most certainly come back to the level because he's still young. It's just getting him in that place now. Okay, thanks to Brian 01419511025 Rangers fans, Motherwell fans What did you make of the game at Fir Park yesterday? What about the win, the goal scorers The controversial refereeing decisions It's all there And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, 0141-951-1025 on the phones, or Clyde SSB on Twitter. Um, let's speak to... No, in fact, we're just getting Darren, I think, lined up on the line. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard going after reflecting on yesterday's win at Fir Park. It was a 5-1 win. He was impressed with the showing. He doesn't quite think they cruised to victory, but he thinks they're looking really dangerous going forward at the moment. I'm very pleased with it. Uh, I thought our standards throughout the game were, were top. Um, you know, we got comfortable in the game pretty early once we scored the third goal. But um, I was happy that you know the level never dropped. Uh, I had the opportunity to get people off the pitch with Thursday night in the back of my mind. Um, but to get that level of performance on the back of such a, a difficult game on Thursday in, in Willem, we had to really empty it and leave it on the pitch out there physically. Great results, great scoreline, but we had to put a lot into that game. So I'm really pleased that we've. I wouldn't say cruise through today, but you know our level of performances has uh, made it quite e- an easy victory for us. Yeah, listen, I think the boys are doing everything they can to score as many goals as they can, and it's not you know the hardest thing in football is to score goals. But for me, it's more about the standards. I still want, I don't want the level to drop. I don't want us to think games are finished if there's if there's time left. I want us to keep our standards and really rehearse being as best we can be. But. You know, going forward, I think we're looking really, really dangerous, and um, we're doing that without arguably three of our best players. You know, Jack, Kemar, Roof, and um, Joe Rebo. You know, three big players for us that are not available at the moment. So to get the results we have done uh, isn't too bad. Rangers have gone to Livingston and dropped points, gone to Easter Road and dropped points, and some people might have looked at Fir Park as a, a similar type of, of challenge yesterday, Hugh, but oh. it didn't turn out to be that way. I think the biggest plus of the day was Cedric Eaton. Coming on, scoring two goals Rangers fans had their reservations about him They were more impressed immediately by Kamar Roof uh, But Cedric Eaton was the quiet man Up until yesterday Came on as a sub And uh, scored two terrific goals So there are players coming back into contention Jermaine Defoe uh, And Kamar Roof will come back from injury So he's got a lot going for him at the moment Stephen Gerrard yeah, I think when you we we actually says there are four different scorers in Holland last week, Gordon, three different scorers yesterday. I think they're free flowing, they're scoring goals. And they look relatively comfortable at the back as well. And um I think you'll be delighted with the response on the back of the Hibs because you know if you you'll get into the European games thinking if if you go to there then on the back of Hibs it's you're starting to think this is a tough old gig. But I think they'll be happy the way things as, as Hugh says Itting Some of the goals that they scored yesterday There's so many positives To take from the game now Let's bring in William Who's a Rangers fan What jumped out for you William What was the Most pleasing thing for you? 
Hello, Gordon. Ali can shoot. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, well, I like back up uh, what Ali can shoot and that saying and Stephen Gerrard. Uh, that was my point entirely. We are playing. We we played great yesterday, right? Without most of our key players and uh, the former shown that Celtic fan before, rightly so. He's he's backing up his team, saying that they're playing well, that they're coming, they're coming to game. But Rangers, I think Rangers are only the third gear themselves. You know what I mean, Gordon? And the other thing, we I think we Alan McGregor and goals. There's a calmness to the whole the whole defence, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have his busiest afternoon, Hugh. No, but no. I think it, we've now. It looks like we've had that question answered We don't really need to debate it anymore Because he played in Europe And then again in the league So it looks like Unless something changes He'll be in next week And by the time Celtic yeah. Come calling He'll be still in, still in for Celtic I think both clubs are going down An identical path now You know Both have uh, important ties to play Rangers at home To Galatasaray Celtic away to Sarajevo Then uh, At the weekend It should be um, plain sailing for Celtic and Rangers against uh, St Johnston and Ross County respectively And then they play each other And then we'll find out who's doing what and where we're going from here Because of all the early season confrontations between Celtic and Rangers This one is the most intriguing for 10 years Because this could tell us where we're headed so far as this title race is concerned Because some... Supporters still deny the existence of a title race The 17th of October at Celtic Park Will tell us all we need to know Alex, the Rangers It's something people have suspected For the last couple of seasons People always draw comparisons to Europe And then you look at some of the stuffy league games That they've dropped points in in recent seasons How much better do Rangers fare When teams do come out a little bit And leave a bit of space in behind I mean, Jordan Jones' goal Would be a great example of that Stephen Robinson won't be happy with it but, but Motherwell tried to kind of come out at Rangers And tried to press high up And then that leaves space at the other end I actually thought it was the wrong uh, tactics To deploy against Rangers on the day Gordon I thought for the off I thought they were too expansive There was too much space And when you're leaving 1v1s with guys with that kind of pace And I, I, I think it was encouraging that Jordan Jones you know, Hugh says Itton was the, the, the standout I think the fact that Jones comes back in Performs the way he does Is another boost for Steven Gerrard Because it looked as if he was out mm. the door Gordon But for me Motherwell were too far too wide open too f- The gaps between their, their full backs and their, and their defenders in midfield It was too much Against quality players In fact William Hang on the line I'll get your thoughts on that Because Stephen Gerrard Thinks Cedric Eaton's goals Will do him the world of good He's also hoping to see More of the same from Jordan Jones I'm pleased with Cedric You know uh, He's come close on a couple of occasions But attacking players Love scoring goals So hopefully that'll do his confidence uh, The world of good uh, JD as well Fantastic movement To nearly get his shot off We nearly got him on the scoreline as well Yeah but goals are coming from different areas Jordan Jones Comes in as a great cameo on Thursday Gave him an opportunity today And he's took it Done ever so well So the pleasing thing as a manager is that everyone's chipping in. We were forced into the Calvin one. With all due respect, he's saying never so well and probably deserves an opportunity. Whether I would have done that, Motherwell away, is a different question. But Bourne has got some tightness up high in, in the, around the hip area. So he was a bit of a risk today, so I was forced into that one. And uh, Jordan, you know, his cameo the weekend. Uh, Hadji had played, I'm not sure, exactly five, six games on the spin. So it was nice to be able to offload him. But I had a feeling Jordan was going to play well because he was in a good place when he came on on Thursday. And... That's Jordan Jones That's the Jordan Jones That I want to see I won't accept Nothing less than that Because they're his attributes And if he brings them To the to the table He's going to be A big help to us What about Cedric Eaton First of all though William It's safe to say He hadn't hit the ground running But at the same time We are very quick In this part of the world To judge And we, we expect it very quickly What have you made 
of him up until this point and, and how much a difference might that make yesterday? Well, Gordon, I was on like, a few weeks ago and remember the Dundee United game, I said he'd come on, he'd done a few good things, he, he was like, he was holding the ball up, he was flicking the ball. Well, yesterday, he held he held the ball up, laid it up to Taverna. As Alex said, he passed to it, somebody passed into him. He flicked it up and, and crashed into the net. That that was brilliant. And Jordan Jones as well. I turned around to my mate and said, this is his last chance. And I said to my mate, if he plays well with this, this man and has a great game, Stephen Gerrard's going to have a headache, you know. And I'd, and another thing, Gordon, right, I don't want to take the praise for it, right, with the handballs, right. Mate, I was on last week and I said Rangers never had a penalty for a year. <laughs> Lo and behold, we get three and, we get three and two games. I don't want to take the praise for it, but... It's your fault, I, is it? I think, I, I think I'm going to take it a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we'll get our teeth stuck right into that for sure because I know handball is very... Um, in fashion at the moment oh. Not not just the game yesterday Down south It's, it's causing all sorts um, of, of drama and controversy So uh, William makes a, a fair point On the fact that It's you know it's, it's out there and, and people have got a lot to say on it Just to finish up on the actual Footballers and, and the guys that played Hugh Jordan Jones hadn't started a game For Rangers in 13 months uh-huh. yeah. I think the vast majority of people Felt that his time was, was over Yesterday enough to suggest that that's not the case He's yet to show that he can do it on a consistent level Because we just don't know uh, But the the speed with which he took the pass uh, But passed the mother defender and put the ball in That was terrific uh, Now he has to prove that he can do it on a consistent basis Yeah and I think when you look at some of his performances Command look who you've seen that uh, he's, he's hasn't got up and running That's one thing You know he'd obviously get sent off against Celtic uh, and never recovered from that, Gordon. So, you know, in terms of trying to get your confidence up and running, the way he performed yesterday was absolutely brilliant from his perspective. And it gives him at least a life because there is nothing worse than being in a football club, Hugh, when you're sat doing nothing oh. week after week. You're not part of the manager's plans. So at least he's got a, a chink of light. It's up to him to go and do it on a regular basis. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of this is instinctive. I'm not saying as he's running through, he's thinking, oh, I've not started a game in 13 months. I, I get that. <laughs> but not having that, that cutting edge Or not being right up At, at the level of a first yeah. team player That would have been understandable It might have been the type of chance That you would snatch at Absolutely. Under those circumstances um, But it was a, a very tidy finish Yeah without doubt uh, I think the great thing What he did was He took it across Lamy He looked as if he was t- Kind of treading on Trico At that stage Because oh. he was getting blown away But the finish is excellent As you say Gordon Nothing comes through your mind It's insti- instinctive And it's an excellent finish But you're absolutely right In terms of where he is In terms of his fitness level I still suggest that There's more to come for him Because of the the, the time that he has uh, not been playing Where Eaton and Jones shared something yesterday Was that they both scored goals Which enables them to turn to Whether it's the manager Or the watching television audience And say This is what I am capable of doing Now For both of them They have to do it regularly Thanks William Good to speak to you Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon Let's bring in Darren Who's in Erskine uh, Let me start by asking you Darren What you made of the game yesterday How happy were you? Yeah, I was very, very pleased with Rangers' performance overall yesterday. They looked quite, quite a polished sort of getting their sort of finished article. What pleased um, you the most, Darren? You know, because they're so. I feel like we've just t- the intensity yeah. of uh, the way we played. We didn't give Motherwell a break. You know, we didn't. We just kept trying and trying all the time. Uh, it was like a different team that turned up from Easter Road last mm-hmm. week. I think the performance overall yesterday was probably. As Neil Lennon quoted the Celtic were 10 out of 10 yesterday And I think Rangers were as well How much does it come into it Alex The fact yeah. that I mean, Listen we know 
Every every league game really Celtic and Rangers play They've got much bigger squads They've got much more money We know all that But how how important is it Do you think that Rangers Are kind of used to this Thursday, Sunday You know Stephen Robinson Making the point That he just felt His side weren't Quite simply yeah. Gordon I said on Saturday I felt as if they would uh, Feel the impact of it The travelling I think it's five and a half hours To, to Israel as well uh, For me When you factor that in The fact they've been down to ten men uh, after 70 minutes That's another factor They don't have the squad And I, th- I think it was Most certainly a factor yesterday. And for, to be so expansive I thought he got it wrong Stephen Robinson yesterday But if you focus on Rangers I thought they were ruthless yesterday You know they were a good cutting edge About them When they get the opportunities They were You know They, they, they took the chances And they're just playing With a lot of freedom At the moment Gordon And uh, you know The, the confidence if, if you're scoring goals In the manner What Rangers are doing At the moment And you're not a, a confident There's something far wrong yeah, I mean Darren, Cedric, Eaton, Jordan Jones Because we've not seen a lot of them And they come in and, and did things of a positive nature Yesterday they're getting a lot of the headlines What did you make of those guys? Yeah it was great, it was great to watch It was good to watch You know, uh, I thought they were quite stuffy last week against Hibs Because uh, I ran out of ideas a lot of time Bad passing, slack passing Everything was very slick yesterday And I also watched the highlights last night I watched Celtic game as well And I think the next old film's going to be a cracker, you know, but I'd actually like, while I'm on the line, to actually, I was listening last night, and I'd like to congratulate you last night, the the gentleman Laurie that phones. Uh, I think he really put him in his place last night, and accused Stephen Zera of being a scrap dealer. Uh, Infuriated me actually that he actually said that last night, you know. Well, you know, all I'm asking for, I understand the rivalry is intense. I understand there's a, a game between the two clubs um, in two weeks' time that will be very, very important. Uh, as I say, I think the, the, the most important first game between the two of them for a long, long time. Um, I, I really do think we can have an intense rivalry and good manners at the same time. And the, 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 the gentleman who came on and accused Stephen Gerrard of lacking humility and then another gentleman come on and said he was a scrap dealer we can have rivalry And we can have good manners Darren, looking back in the match yesterday How did you think the boy Bassey uh, played on the day? Yeah, very good Yeah, I thought he was a good replacement for Barisic uh, And I, I rate Barisic very high It's good to have somebody of that standard That can come in and do a good job as well, you know I have to I, I can't let it go by Alex I know you weren't on the show yesterday Calvin Bassey this, I have to play it again I have to give him the credit This is Hugh Keevans yesterday Go Bassey We were wondering how he'd do You know Mark The minute he walked in the joint You could see he was a real big defender Yeah Genius, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> get that I'm just going I was ready to Are you having that Alex oh, Ray? brilliant man Willow man He's so smart We put a poll on Twitter Hugh Are you comic genius Is it a grand a joke You were not. You were only narrowly beaten To be fair I think it was About 55-45 So well, grand a joke was, uh, the, was the verdict But it was close I'll give you the ultimate compliment I went home And uh, I told Lady Keevans What I had said about Calvin Bassey <laughs> And she laughed, and she thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, he's pleased with it when you're going telling people tell to misses, tell you what I said earlier. Right, Darren, it was great to speak to you, Darren and Erskine. Hopefully, we will catch up with you again soon. Um, it's time for the travel with Stephen. Let's talk handballs afterwards because there were a couple at Fir Park yesterday, and I think there's a wider discussion, a wider. Uh, frustration growing um, amongst football fans and football players about handballs. So we'll talk about that next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are in the building and they're waiting for your calls. Usual number or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's talk about handball in the context of the game at Fir Park yesterday, but more generally uh, as well, because I think actually the guys, I've got a sneaky suspicion, think that they were both penalties uh, for Rangers yesterday. So it's not like we're debating those decisions as such, but it feeds into a wider picture, I'm sure, if you've been watching football across the leagues at the weekend. Stephen Robinson, just on the game though, says his players look tired after the Europa League outing. He says referees face an impossible task when it comes to handball because the decision makers are people who have never played the game. I think when we went one goal down, we were beat already. We looked completely jaded, extremely tired, both mentally and physically. We half-pressed them at times, and, and if you half-press a team as good as Rangers, they, they pick you off. So The penalty early on kills us. I think that's nine penalties now we've conceded. A statistic that doesn't read very well at all, but listen, we have to deal with it. We got what we deserved today. I can't dwell on it. I think there's a lot of aspects of the game just by a couple of days off, and we get back to our energetic performance that we, we give against Aberdeen. You know, it's a, that's managing model. I mean, handball penalties, I think, is that the third or fourth handball? The rule itself is, is very, very difficult for the, the referees, so I'm not going to criticise them. People making changes to our game that have probably never kicked the ball in their life, so it makes it life difficult, but let me reiterate, please don't put that as your headlines we did not lose the game because of the penalties we lost the game because we weren't at the races we were jaded we were tired and we didn't perform just leave the game the way it is you know, leave leave the game everybody used to enjoy it and now it's you don't know what decisions come on the referee's got an impossible task impossible even when they look at VAR it's still impossible to make a decision on it so leave the game alone and, and let us get on with it but I'll reiterate again that's not why we lost the game just so we're clear do you think the two penalties given to Rangers yesterday were the correct calls yes I do I believe there is such an offence as Clear-cut handball And I believe that there were two Clear-cut handball decisions Given by Bobby Madden yesterday the, For me, Gordon The first one was Most certainly because of the silhouette His arms are raised I think the second one's a little bit more Dubious Because his hands up Or his arms up by his chest Is inwardly But it catches There's no doubt that it catches in the arm So I understand why he's given it But I think there was a wee bit more than a, yeah, As in if you cut Liam Grimshaw's arm off Does the ball just hit him in the chest anyway Is that what you mean by that yeah, silhouette absolutely, Of you know, yeah. kind of making yourself bigger And preventing the ball getting passed Yeah without doubt and just, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think it's extremely difficult And I-, I was actually speaking to a referee Earlier on today And he says They're actually quite happy with this rule Because there's no dubiety Yeah that, that that is why it was brought in I know it frustrates the life out of fans And players But the reason it was brought in Is to try and take Some of the 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 opinion out of it Tr- Try where possible To make it fact based That's why they've Absolutely. done it I don't just think people Are going to agree Hugh. Let me just try and squeeze these in Because I'm, I'm conscious That the news will be fast approaching uh, I think Jim In Bells Hill Was through first What are you What are you making of it Jim In the context of yesterday And maybe a wider point as well Yeah I think The, the handball rule Is a, a joke actually I've, I've just watched Match of the day too And I've seen the Rangers game as well And I think the rules It's ridiculous Um Natural silhouette, unnaturally big. Nobody runs or jumps with their hands tucked in. I mean, I think what they need, really need to do is put a, um, a manufacturer a football strip where your arms are, you know, tucked in in a sling. <laughs> That's the way it's, it's, it's going to be. <laughs> a straight jacket, I totally, absolutely. I totally agree with Steve Robinson. It's rules made by um, people who have never played a game of football in their life. Can I just it's come back changed. on that one, uh, yeah. Jim? If you had rules drawn up by people who had played football, you'd come up with a fair old selection of rules, let me tell you. You know, sometimes you need 
the the legislators and they are mm-hmm. drawing up the rules. They, they don't draw them up for your inconvenience. You could not put two people from Scotland who had played football all of their lives in a room and ask them to come up with a fair set of rules. It'd be impossible. Yeah, I agree with that to an extent. But I think the point Jim's trying to make, and Alex will. will Talk about this in more detail I'm sure having played the game It's about the frustration for players And the idea of What are they supposed to do Because we've now conditioned ourselves To actually see Bevis Mugabe yesterday His hand is out by its side It's not million miles out But it's out Mm. by his side The ball hits his arm And you think automatic penalty But if you're Bevis Mugabe Or you're Alex Ray 10-15 years ago And you think all, I've, all I have done there is go and try and stand behind Scott Arfield All of a sudden he's missed the ball or he's ducked out the way or whatever it happened And it's hit my arm, I could have done nothing about it Whether you're Eric Dyer and you're facing the other way and, and so I, on I think, the, going back to the, the rule previous uh, Was it intentional? That's been taken yeah, out now of the that's rule not. So that's out the rule now But So if, if I was still playing the now, I would be extremely frustrated Because you're absolutely right, you're going to get a ball You got naturally, your arms mm-hmm. could literally be by your side Maybe a foot, uh, even down and it strikes your arm and it's a penalty gone it, it would drive me mad Now what you're actually getting players doing now is They're going to confront players who are crossing the ball And they're putting their hands yeah. behind their backside to you Because they're running the risk yeah. every time Because I get that You know, If you're going to block a shot or, or, or block a cross That seems like good practice Get your hands behind your back and You would coach that the, take the Mugabe one for instance yesterday that's that's not even an instance where you would put your hands behind of your course, back you know because Scott Arfield's right there yeah, and, and he, he just, just jumps why would line, you yeah. um, let's, Jim what do, you, do you want to come back in on that yeah I think I think Roy Hodgson summed it up yesterday um, perfectly he said handball's a simple rule if you try and gain advantage or deliberately handle the ball then it's a penalty or a foul if you don't and it just hits you then it's not I think that's as simple as it gets and I know it is down to interpretation yeah. But to me, that's a lot better than what we're what we're getting mm. just now. Um, last year, La Liga implemented this rule, and there was seventy penalties due to handball. Um, the Premiership had nineteen because they weren't implementing implementing it. You know the way it's been down going down now. I just think it's it's one of the worst rules that's ever been brought in. I agree. I don't like it either, Jim. But you, you know the one thing about it is there'll be a level. You would like to think there'll be a level of consistency for this particular infringement. It, it does it, seem that way. Here. I mean, I know we we tend to focus on our game up here, but down the road at the weekend, there's been a lot of, a lot of examples, and you can compare and contrast. People are frustrated about the Kai Havertz one, and Dyer you know, was a, a ridiculous decision for Tottenham. Um, but again, you know, his hand is so clearly out, isn't it? So if you're the referee, it's actually an easy decision. Yeah, but you know, agree with it or not, it's that's you know, easy. No, do you know the thing? I no, listen, I know it's out, but he's down. But it's almost as if he's gone up for the header, Gordon. Yeah, he did. Be, yeah, he wasn't even looking. But, but naturally, your arms are going to ra- raise. I go back. If you're a Motherwell fan, I go back to the first penalty claim yesterday. Uh, Glenn Kamara and the, the the push in the back. It is as blatant as you will see mm. all day long. And sometimes referees get it badly wrong. Jim, and I'm going to just try and look at the other side of the argument here, though, from a referee's perspective. They don't mind it too much because it it's it's easier. It, it takes a lot of the, the the judgment out of it. it. Doesn't take it all out. You never can. But you're saying you know this idea of it of it being deliberate. Where do you draw the line then? Because say there is a shot at goal and there's an arm out and it hits that arm and it stops it going towards the back of the net. Yeah, of course that player didn't mean to handle it, but, but that would still need to be a penalty, wouldn't it? I I still I still think it's straight down the line intentional ball to hand. And the problem with that is that then you become, you know, I think the word in, intentional confused a lot of people, Jim, because let's be honest, handballs in the box are very, very rarely intentional. Who means to handball it in the box? Yeah, 
but I think we've went too far the other way then right, because okay. if I'm if I'm standing with a ball and a defender is a yard away from me, I, uh, nine times out of ten I can hit his arm with the ball. Is that going to be a penalty every time now? Is is a, somebody said you've got to put your arms behind your back now? I mean that's yeah. that to me that's that's not right. That's that is going to ruin the game. Yeah. I think we can find it for players can find a happy medium, Alex. That that yeah. that should you know see if you're going to. Engage If you've got time though that, I suppose that's the thing You know If you've got someone Lining up a shot And you see it coming Maybe you've got time To put your hands Behind your back Same with a cross But when the ball's Bobbling around in the box And it's yeah. coming off People's Absolutely. heads and it's stuff It's extremely difficult Gordon and, But you know the thing is I'm absolutely certain That people will be Coaching that now Their defenders When you go and engage Or you're trying to Block somebody For the edge of the box mm. Just try and get your hands in As close as you possibly can The, the, the one area Where I would agree With uh, everyone Is that We've taken everything Too far now I go back to the David De Gea Penalty um, Where he Was adjudged To have come off his line By about Three inches And the penalty Was ordered to be retaken After he had saved The first attempt We're We're Complicating life here Well there's an There's an added complication For us in that A lot of these tweaks Have been Brought in In line with Increased technology In VAR Because these little tiny Skiffs off the arm Can't actually Always be seen By referees The problem is We've got one half of it We've got the handball rule But we don't have the VAR And in that that respect then I guess you guys would credit Bobby Madden Because you both think They were penalties Albeit A a bit annoying That that that's the rule Yeah absolutely The rule will be scrapped On the 18th of October If there's any bother At the game the day before Anyway, thank you very much Jim and Bell Hill Jim, I suspect it's one that we'll debate many times in the future So it'll be yeah. good to hear from you again Thank you Good man, that was Jim and Bell Hill It takes us up nicely to time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Just before we move on You know we always keep an eye on Scots That are doing good things elsewhere Well, John McGinn has set up two goals For Aston Villa already tonight He is uh, doing all sorts He's the various clips of him Spinning away from opponents on social media as well And Aaron Hickey starts for Bologna Against Parma tonight It's actually on Premier Sports Obviously, you would listen to us And and put it on in the background But he starts for Bologna tonight Against Parma as well So great to see the guys out there Doing their thing 01419511025 01419511025 That's the number you need right now And you need it for Beat the Pundit You can win a signed ball But only if you get more questions right Than Alex or Hugh The lines close at 7 So be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 To get in touch on the phones And we're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB Looking back on a good win for Celtic yesterday The best Or one of the best um, From his time In management at the club According to Neil Lennon uh, Rangers beating Motherwell yesterday A bit of controversy Over some of the handballs Not necessarily just in that game But, but overall I think people Are having a good debate About handballs at the moment So any of those topics Keep them coming And loads more to get through In the second hour We're here until 8 o'clock Let's do this first the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It's Beat the Pundit time Hugh Keevans has been dining out on a funny wee joke that he made on the show yesterday But he's, you're only as good as your last performance Correct. That could be wiped from the memory if you have a mare on Beat the Pundit tonight So let's bring in the contestant, it's George in Stirling How's it going George? Yeah it's going good yourself? Yeah not too bad at all Um who would you prefer to face? I mean, I'm going to toss the coin, but are these too much of a muchness on a Monday night? I, I think uh, Alex is pretty good, so I'd rather play Hugh. 
Oh, there we go back. Yeah, backhanded compliment to to Alex. I think a bit of a slap in the face to Hugh, but that's fine. He we wasn't don't confident that. really when he was making that statement. I wasn't was bothered. No, that's, I, I don't think there's much between the two of them. Let's see. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it is Alex. And it's heads. Mister Keevan's up against George in Sterling. So I'm going to get you got your wish, George. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be a wish I'll find it after this <laughs> Absolutely right What I'll do is I'll give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that he doesn't know your attempted answers I'll put 30 seconds on the clock It's dead simple George Answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know it Just pass and we'll move on alright Good man Your chance to beat the pundit starts now Name any of Celtic's goal scorers yesterday Who did Rangers Who did Rangers sign From Galatasaray In 2004 Who was the Leicester manager When they won the Premier League Um, I'm having a nightmare Quick 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 Just pass pass. Which Scottish (laughs) team Are nicknamed the Bankies Okay, let's bring. Oh, for the disaster. Let's, don't tell disaster. him. Don't give it away. Let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. Time starts now. Name any of Celtic's goal scorers yesterday. McGregor. Who did Rangers sign from Galatasaray in 2004? Pass. Who was the Leicester manager when they won the Premier League? Uh, Claudio Ranieri. Which Scottish team are nicknamed the Bankies? Clyde Bank. How many goals were scored in this year's Champions League final? Four Who did Livingston beat on Saturday? Um, They beat St Johnston And which club did Motherwell sign Sherwin Sador from? Not a clue Tumbleweed George, George, George Talk to me Disaster Absolute disaster I shouldn't have picked up the phone (laughs) (laughs) But but you know know what you did wrong George I mean apart from getting all the the answers wrong You just took too long That's the secret See if you don't know it Pass, 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 pass And you'll eventually get to one that you know Oh dear I've had a bad feeling This is the third time I've been on So I wouldn't (laughs) make an excuse Have you you won any? Have you won any by any chance? I beat, I beat Gordon Dale the first time And then I got beat on a tiebreaker the second time Of Gordon oh, Dale I was trying to be forgiven I thought you'd never played And you just took it. Oh. You, you took your eye off the clock But my goodness, right Name any of Celtic scorers yesterday McGregor, Ayeti or El Yanusi 1-0 to Hugh Keevans You're going to see a bit of a theme developing here um, This was a tough question I thought Producer Dan's been tricky with this one Who did Rangers sign from Galatasaray in 2004? Wasn't him Danny was it? No Frank De Boer Oh, because oh, so I, I was thinking who when I was there I thought did Tam Danny come in later on Yeah, Frank De Boer uh, So no shame in getting that one wrong Who was the Leicester manager when they won the Premier League? George, I think without the time pressure and the clock ticking You would possibly have got that, Ranieri, would you? I know my football That's why it's so frustrating The Celtic question just flung me off uh, he's, he's scrambling around me flustered I know, flustered. George Unbelievable <sighs> Honestly It's like going a goal down early on You just never recovered You're like Motherwell yesterday oh. I shock him I didn't score any though <laughs> <laughs> uh, Claudio Ranieri It was 2-0 to Hugh Evans. The Bankies Clyde Bank 3-0 How many goals were scored In the Champions League final It wasn't that good Hugh It was good But it wasn't that good 1-0 oh. Bayern, Bayern Munich And who did St- but The thing is George was done by this point Because he dilly-dallied too long Who did St Johnston uh, Who did Livingston Defeat on Saturday It was St Johnston 4-0 Hugh And it didn't matter Sherwin Sadov came from 
Wolves As Alex calls them The, wolf, the wolves <laughs> Wol- Wolves to everyone else Wolves To Alex Ray He tells us that's the local pronunciation George there's nothing I can say, George. You know, you know how bad it was, don't you? Oh, disaster. disaster. I'll be back next Monday for a rematch. <laughs> okay. I think you should be welcome. Lay off it for a wee while. That was George <laughs> in Stirling. Thank you though for taking part. We always appreciate it. Yeah, it's really easy to sit there in the car and say, ah, "I could do better than that." Well, if that's the case, step up to the plate. Back, uh, beat the pundit back tomorrow night and every midweek night. But you, they all count. Well done. Yeah, exactly. I'll take that. Right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need. Um, as often as the case at 7 o'clock we, We'll maybe kind of move on and, and, and change topic a little bit And try and cover some other talking points But I feel we were just getting in our stride Talking about handball a little bit before the news So let's bring in Hugh uh, Who had been hanging on the line And wanted to uh, make some, some points on that Hugh, how are you? How are you guys, alright? All good, are you well? Good, Hugh yeah, you'll always be happy you're rolling one day, Gordon. Oh, you don't listen. I don't like to brag. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't want to bring it up, Hugh. But, but since you've mentioned it, oh, yeah, it was. It was good. It it's was the second fine. one in a couple of years as well. Oh no, honestly, Hugh, I don't, I don't like to brag. Let's move on. I'm sure that's downhill one as well, isn't it? Ah, it was downhill, but it was. Listen, Hugh, it was a fair whack. I, th- I was quite impressed with it. Don't you try and take yeah, it I, away I, from I, me? I played the, I played that golf course the other week there actually, so it is actually a fair hit. So I'll give you. I'll Thank you. Hat to you there, Gordon. Better to be uh, lucky than good, as they say. On you go. Of course. Consistent Anyway um, Just quickly A couple of couple of points Earlier on guys The Grimshaw's definitely Wasn't a penalty And Campbell's was So anyway I'm, I'm not going about that Not going about Bobby Mad and that Because I know it's difficult For referees um, Gordon I tagged you On a post on Twitter there Hold on you no, let's, I'll, give you, on, I'll give you the time Let's let's do it though Let's, let's, let's debate it to an extent Because Although Alex um, Alex is I'm not saying he fully agrees with you But he's He's, he's thinking about it What makes you think Grimshaw's isn't a penalty And McGabby's is? Well McGabby I think that By the letter of the law They're saying if it's Your hands away from your body Etc yep. And it's not a natural position His hand was out And is away from his body's arm Grimshaw's was across his chest Now How close to your body Do your arms need to be To, to actually say it's not And again I think I don't even know who ducked out the way but he's less than three feet away from him, and he's when when the, the Rangers players ducked. What's Grimshaw meant to do? Now the commentator made a point as well um, that Jordan Edmondson, uh, I think Edmondson, when the goal went in against him, he says, "Well, what's he meant to do? He can't react exactly the same as Grimshaw. You can't react. That that's mm. and Alec obviously has played the game, fully understands. I know he's dubious, but me, I'm not just saying this. I'm a low fan. Wholeheartedly agree with the first one. Yes, it was a penalty. Second one, I, I just I was just astonished mm-hmm. by it and because think, of the because of where his arm was, it was yeah. right across his chest. I think and that's that, I think that's definitely an, it's at least a debating point here. I'm not saying we all have to agree. I think that's that's the bit the fact that he didn't have time to react. Unfortunately, doesn't seem to come into it because I mean you could say Bevis McGabby didn't have time to react. Yeah, none, none of these guys over the weekend um, down south have time to react. The arm position, Alex. You yeah. you said of the two, it, it was the one that you could. Maybe see what where Mother would feel yeah, aggrieved. Absolutely, and uh, I, I take Hugh's point. It's across his uh, his chest there, but again, see, there's so much interpretation because would you say is that a natural way to go up and head it with well, your elbows up and well, things? It's, it's... This is the thing. I've, I've been kind of reading the rule and reading the guidance and, and trying to get a handle on it. Although I think the word unnatural is now confusing people. Absolutely, to be honest, because yeah. one man's one man's unnatural. natural is you know, yeah. and what is natural when you're yeah. jumping or when you're running or when you're blocking. Absolutely. I think that the best thing to focus on to try and and judge whether these are the right calls or not is this idea of a silhouette. Yeah, of course. Are you making are you making your body 
bigger that That's going to be the easiest thing Because unnatural We don't get anywhere People will say that Everything's natural in, in the context of jumping Or sliding or blocking The silhouette Did he make his body Bigger If we don't have VAR And the referee gets one look And has to make a decision We're spending 10-15 minutes discussing this mm-hmm. Bobby Madden doesn't have 10 or 15 minutes He has simply got to Use the naked eye And say penalty And he can't go and be Advised by a television screen So Until such time as we have VAR here uh, We're going to have to Account for the naked eye And The one chance you get To make a decision We'll be debating this For now to the end of the season Gordon No no two ways about it If your team's been harshly treated and you Because they, you obviously don't really Get monkeys about other teams mm-hmm. And when you actually see this I've got a guy in Motherwell I, I thought it was dubious I, I, I think if it was uh, Play on I don't think people say Whoa, You know so the problem you're going to have is is because you have to react so quickly. A ball been absolutely yeah. rattled across the face of the goal. Uh, and as I said, there's going to be so much confusion. And But, but, but do you know what? They'll see the thing. There will, we'll never take confusion away completely. Yeah. But should we start getting it into our heads, this and the Grimshaw one's different. But actually, for the rest of them, that maybe there shouldn't be confusion, whether we agree with it or not. If your arm is anywhere out... With the silhouette of your body And it hits it in the box Expect a penalty, penalty And yeah. don't be confused Don't get yeah. confused by it Yeah and, and I think I think most is uh, Everyone I've heard Has actually said That the first one Was a stonewaller I don't think there's anybody There's one guy But that's besides the Even point Even though it's frustrating For Bevis Mugabe You still just look at the law And that's I, I that's think if you speak to anybody Involved in football Who actually sees this Everyone's frustrated With this Gordon Because they, they, they understand When the ball's getting Flashed across You have no time to react To mm. get your hand out the way Handball is the fashionable one Right now yeah. On this side of the border And the other side the border where Roy Hodgson said that the handball rule was killing the game however here in var less Scotland how many times have you watched a penalty being given and not for handball but for a an alleged trip in the box you've gone back to a television replay and everyone said oh there was no contact there this happens yeah. we're, we're in the natural world here no var referee gets one look and sometimes gets it wrong. Let's bring Hugh back in. Hi. Yeah, yeah. again, I agree with you, but it's just, as I said, Gordon, I tagged you on uh, Twitter there just about the, the thing that, I can't actually remember who was on, on TalkSport, and he was talking about the rule changes that they, they do every year. Apparently they're meant to make so many changes every year to, to help referees in that. Um, and David Ellery, who's now <laughs> chairman of this committee, whatever mm-hmm. it is, in the couple of years he's been there, uh, I think he's been there four years now. I think you'll be able to see it anyway when when you you watch it. Uh, there would used to be four changes each year. He's made over two hundred <laughs> law changes to football, and you just think, why? Why do we need to do this? Um, and I know what Hugh was saying earlier on there. You're not going to get away with it. So the point being is, how come Bobby Madden doesn't see Alan Campbell getting blatantly pushed in the box or his linesman? But again, that's something different. Yeah. Uh, I'm not wanting to go on like a, a grumbled Mallow fan. Rangers totally deserved it. I thought Rangers didn't even come out of second gear in the second half, I, I, I'm being Hugh, honest. Hugh, I think that's a stonewall pen. I said to Gordon, uh, because the linesman's looking across the line and he's kind of nudged into his side from the back, I th- again, and it took me a couple of uh, replays to see it, from the, particularly the one from it was like the halfway line looking from behind, and I went, oh, that's a stonewall penalty, because he's clearly pushed him in the back, Gordon. It was only until I actually saw that uh, that... And I'm thinking to myself, Bobby Madden would have been the one that was looking at that that mm-hmm. kind of down the back of that. So for the linesman's point of view, he might have been blocked looking across the line. 
So that's it. But I've, you, you said there was another penalty that you felt was a Philip, Philip Halland, Hillander. Um, I, I think he's his hand is on the shoulder of the Motherwell player, Callum Lang. Callum Lang. Yeah. Uh, I think Callum Lang's only fault was that in the final second he decides to go dying Theatrical. swan. Yeah. Um, but there's no doubt that Hillander has his hand on him into the penalty box, and for me. Penalty again. The, the, this thing about handball, you know, and, and rule changes. I've seen it described as as the you know the new handball, and it, it, it's new in, in the context of the game. It's not it's not new for this season. Um, I think the English Premier League have tweaked some of the interpretation Absolutely, about attacking yeah. handballs and and the sort of phases of play. You know, in in the lead up to a goal, but the situation with Liam Grimshaw with Bevis Mugabe, those those would. Have, in the eyes of Bobby Madden Those would have been penalties last season yeah. um, I think it goes back a couple of years I always remember one of the first times we saw it Was that in the, the most recent What was the most recent major tournament we had For some reason it just dropped out of my head The, the World Cup um, World Cup in 2018 and, and PK wasn't even looking And someone behind him headed it But because he had his hand raised Yes, And it, it's kind of come in from, from round about that time um, It's going to be interesting going forward But maybe if we can put our own personal frustrations aside Maybe it is easier for referees Yeah, know. as I said, I spoke to one earlier today And he says, for us, it just makes life so much easier Because you, there's no dubiety He's always intentional Because that's been taken out of the equation And, just and, and rightly so, because that did always sort of annoy me I'll repeat what we said to the caller earlier Hugh. There's no point in getting worried about intent Because mm. who deliberately handballs it in the box? Yeah. The odd one, one of those where the keeper's gone And you've tried to clear it off the, You know, the odd one But realistically, no one's, no one's trying to give away oh. Restrict, restrict myself to Scottish football and no other brand. Nine out of ten penalties awarded are fiercely contested. No one ever agrees it's a penalty. Uh, even though they are as guilty as can be. And we had the, 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 the one the other week at Paisley with uh, Ryan Porteous with both hands on the ball. And it was missed by the referee. You're, I'm sorry But you're just going to have to put up with this Gordon you, you were talking about intentional The only way that people try and kind of make their cell mm. bigger Was is if you're at the edge of the box Say 20 yards out And you go And you, it's the old John Terry yeah. one You try and good go to ground But you make your arms bigger And I think there was players getting away with murder uh, Back in the day With right, that enough, particular okay. thing you, I see about to your superior knowledge of the no. tricks of the trade. That's that's that that sounds about right. Uh, right, Hugh. I'm sure we'll debate this again in the future. Thank you very much. That was Hugh in Lanark. It's 0141951-1025. I must say, I I don't know what is in the water this weekend, but I was getting quite a lot of complimentary tweets for Hugh Evans. I oh. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, a lot of it on the back of. The new podcast, you Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades. It's our new podcast series. It's your wee project at the moment. It's out now in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Um, yeah, great feedback. Loads of people talking about really enjoying the sort of trip down memory lane, mm. uh, the stories. If you want to hear the latest episodes, Peter Grant and Ian Durant joined Hugh to discuss the rivalry in the 80s. You can get that on the Radio Clyde app, the website, or just wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but we've also found some old clips whilst digging through the archives, including this one of the man himself chatting to the then Celtic manager, Davy Hay, who features on the podcast back in 1986. David, first of all, can we just get this afternoon's match out of the way as you wanted to do, as you said earlier on today, you wanted this match out of the way, then you would concentrate on the Russians. And first of all, the performance of Alan McAnally. First of all, I don't think we wanted the match out of the way. We wanted to play well enough to win the game, which I felt the players did. 
and Alan McAnally has been doing exceptionally well in recent games. And once again, played well today and scored. You sound young. That's something yeah. I never thought I would say. You sounded young. Well, it was 34 years ago. Even I was young 34 wow. years ago. I wasn't even born. Yeah, you sounded exactly. younger, didn't you? You did do, yeah. Anyway, you can find the Super Scoreboard, the old film through the decades. It all sounds a bit like that. That takes us half time for a carer. On the Radio Clyde app, Spotify, your usual podcast app, wherever you want, Old Firm Through the Decades, some great stories in there. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy them. So head over there and check them out. I've got a good full-time teaser. Let's see how your knowledge is. Mm. There's a bit of a Celtic and Rangers theme. There's a bit of a cup final theme. I'll give you the question next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon. And Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Fresh from a shift on the show yesterday Andy Halliday is on the movie Sign for Hearts As they look to seal their promotion back to the Premiership this season We'll take a look at that story in just a second But as always at this time during the show We get the full time teaser up and running That's when you send your questions in to us And we try and see if the pundits can come up with the answers Between round about this time and the end of the show If you like the sound of it Because I know there's some great knowledge out there So if you've got a good idea Or a good question And you want to get your mention on the show It's fulltime at Clyde1.com uh, I think we had one from From this guy last week And he's he's gone all in again And the reason I remember it Is because of the name It's been sent in by the Crazy Pony <laughs> He's not going to forget that In a hurry I don't know how many Crazy Ponies are out there So thanks to the Crazy Pony In the 21st century Nine players have played for the losing team in the final of a major English Cup and also for a losing old firm team in the final of a major Scottish Cup. So in the 21st century, 2000 onwards, nine players have played for the losing team in the final of a major English Cup and they've also been on the losing old firm team in the final of a major Scottish Cup final. John Hartson? No. Chris Sutton? Barry Ferguson? No. This is going well. <laughs> Losing the FA Cup. So think. just a major English Cup final. So basically, they, they they've lost either the League Cup or the FA Cup final. Yeah. And they've also lost the Scottish Cup or the League Cup final up here, whilst with Neil Celtic Lennon. or Rangers. No. They're all easy for me to say, right? But they're all easier than the guys you're mentioning, I think. Um. Think of guys that have had Decent Celtic or Rangers careers yep. And have gone down south To teams that might lose <laughs> Might lose a cup final Alan Thompson No I feel like we might be getting closer <laughs> I know I said from, from 2000 onwards But actually a lot of these are uh, You know Quite quite recent Gary Hooper No Fletcher Oh my goodness Which Fletcher I don't know What Fletcher no uh, McGregor Alan McGregor Yes We're up and running Hull and Rangers Right I think I think you'll start Teal Was he a, was he a Hull uh, Sorry Old Firm No he wasn't there No no no, 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 no. Um, Fraser, Fraser Foster, Foster. <laughs> Both at the same time Fraser Foster Well done Southampton And Celtic Yeah Right, that's fine. Two down, seven to go. I think once you <laughs> once you hit your stride, once you hit your stride, you'll get them by midnight. Right. Um, what else is doing the rounds? Go, go McCulloch. Lee McCulloch. Wigan. Yep. Yes. Well done. 
There you go Just like that Saved You're a third uh, of the way there He was at for part Covering the game For Clyde One Super Scoreboard Yesterday He was in the studio On Friday night um, But range, former Rangers midfielder Andy Halliday Has joined Hearts 28 year old He signed a two year contract Ahead of the Scottish Championship campaign um, I know there's been A bit of speculation Over the last few weeks But that's done and dusted um, Medical And everything all signed Andy Halliday signing For Hearts Hugh Keevans I, I don't think it's enough To put him off I mean I know that's the day job But I believe he will be back um, with you very soon oh. That seemed like a good signing for Hearts you don't, yeah. you don't have to say yes Just because he's going to be back No, no, no And I wouldn't But it is a good signing for Hearts um, Robbie Nielsen knows the task at hand there uh, Hearts will have the biggest budget In the Championship They will be the team expected to come up They go into the season With a sense of grievance Because of the, the reasons Why they ended up in the Championship So Hearts' progress will be Watched very keenly uh, And I think that Andy Halliday is perfect for them Let's bring in Kenny Who is a Hearts fan From Airdrie Is that a signing That pleases you Kenny? Uh, very pleased With the evening guys uh, No I, I think It's a very good signing Because I think We needed a bit uh, Steel in the midfield Kind of like on Alex can kind of play uh, We needed a bit grit You know that was Badly missing last season Wait a minute Kenny I got 140 goals In my career What are you talking about Grit Come on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you came what I mean. Ah, of course I do. <laughs> was it 140? That's not bad. Yeah, not anyway. off, That's yeah. more than I thought. Anyway, on you go, Kenny. I was like you. Um, <laughs> He's you, a kicker. You'll be happy with it. you're happy with the signing. Well, that's what you're saying. Oh, well, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think Cars are quietly signing some no bad players on the on the quiet. You know what I mean? Uh, there's not a lot of fuss made about it, but you know, Craig Gordon, you can't fault that. Andy Halliday, uh, a bit steel in the middle of midfield. Alec, you'll you'll appreciate. Uh, Imagine having Andy Halliday and Stephen Naismith on the same team nipping everybody's ears the whole game. Yeah, you've got some good good players there. You've got Big Bearer as well. You've got Craig uh, Gordon and goals. Anyone? Peter Herring's back in training. Liam as Boyce well. is yeah. still there. Yeah, the, it, when you look at the squad of players, it, it, on paper it should be a breeze for Hearts next year. Kenny, have you got enough to beat the Hibs in the semi final? Uh, <laughs> Just see, I Kenny. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, listen, can I can I quickly add a wee thing? And my daughter Tanya that plays football, she's actually just spent uh, the last few days with Siobhan Hunter for the Hibs ladies team and some of her teammates and Alassie for the Hearts team and Alassie for Glasgow City. So a big shout-out to them for making a wee lassie's day, you know what I mean? Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just tell you this? History is on your side. Hearts have never lost to Hibs in a Scottish Cup tie at Hamden. There you are. Right, he's been doing his homework By the way, it's topical because the dates have been confirmed um, Hearts against Hibs Saturday uh, the 31st of October Celtic against Aberdeen Sunday the 1st of November So that's those dates And let's be honest Hugh they were, It was pushed back and we were holding off Because the thought was, the hope was That, yeah. that there would be fans in And I, I, I see a lot of sniping now Being like, oh I, I thought we were holding off for the fans And now we still can't get the fans in Life's just a little bit rubbish at the moment And things you yeah. thought we'd be able to do We, we can't yeah, do uh, And we have no Control over a virus that has come back uh, In a, a worrying way uh, So we just have to put up with life as we have it I mean we all enjoyed the football yesterday Eight goals shared by Celtic and Rangers Two terrific performances from Celtic and Rangers um, When Hearts play Hibs Even though there's no one there Kenny will be right into the mm. match via television. As I say, history, peculiarly, Hibs have never beaten Hearts at Hamden 
in a, a cup tie. When Celtic play Aberdeen, Celtic will be playing a, a, a younger, more resurgent Aberdeen uh, with McCrory in the team, with Lewis Ferguson, um, with Ryan Hedges. It'll be a real test of Neil Lennon, who is going for that quadruple treble. Uh, and wouldn't the Celtic fans love that? So, unfortunately, we cannot have people mm. there, but we have to understand and respect the reasons why we can't have people there. But there will be two great semi finals. Yeah, because Alex, you see the reaction. Some people saying, "Well, we should scrap. We should scrap the Scottish Cup. Why were we even having it in the first place?" And the explanation going back was obviously to try and, and get money for, for the clubs and and for the Scottish FA with, with ticket sales and all the rest of it. Um, you know, but, but I'd imagine I can't remember specifically how the the, the TV breakdown works, but the, there's money to be made there for those clubs. It's still the chance to get to a cup final. You know, I think those teams who are involved certainly want it to go ahead. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. From the the players that are still there, it's the one of the things. You know, they sign players in the summer; they're exempt, having been cup ties and things. So there's kind of anomalies there, Gordon. It doesn't sit well mm. with people. So I understand that perspective, but. Trying to get the games played in front of fans made sense because of the financial rewards for the clubs because, you know, we're feeling the pinch at the moment. Just on Andy Halliday again, Kenny, obviously the experience and, and the expectation that comes with playing for a club like Rangers, but perhaps we forget that within that he was part of that championship winning side. How, how important do you think that experience might be? You know, going to perhaps some less glamorous venues and, and places that are a little bit tougher. I think he played 35 times in the the championship when Rangers won the title. Do you think that experience can be of benefit to Hearts? Oh, de- definitely, Gordon, because uh, he's already done it. You know what I mean? And Robbie Nielsen did it just prior to uh, sort of chasing pastures new. But uh, I'm looking forward to next season uh, or this season, uh, and fingers crossed we can actually get it finished this time. How do you think, Kenny? Cause I'm thinking the last time Hearts were in the Championship, they really went about it the right way. You know, a lot of young players came through. They absolutely romped it. A league that had had the likes of Rangers in it back then. This time, there is a there is a bit. Can there be even more expectation this time because of the guys you mentioned, Halliday, Naismith, Craig Gordon, Liam Boyce? Does that that crank things up even more? A hundred percent, Gordon. Uh, but I think the thing is, these guys are what. Cherish the, the the challenge, you know, playing for Hearts. I mean, Craig Gordon's back where it all started for him. I'm I'm surprised Liam uh, Boyce is still there, and but it's it's all good for for the championship next season. You know what I mean? The and the semi final being live on BBC Scotland, so I'll be uh, I'll be enjoying watching my team play again next this season. Yeah. Keep saying next season, feel like I've lost a year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Right, we're all the same, Kenny. Listen, enjoy. Uh, we we will one day be back in football grounds, but in the meantime, Kenny, enjoy and remember, you've never lost to the Hibs at Hamden. Where did you read this stat today? I feel like that's one you've stumbled across and you you love it. I stumbled across it on Saturday and I thought I will just keep that and I'll no. blow on it until Monday night. And hope that Kenny comes on. Yeah, <laughs> you should have seen the reaction um, in the studio yesterday, Alex. The shock, the horror on Mark Wilson and Gordon DL's face when they realised that Hugh Keevans actually has a notepad and he writes things down and then he references them some days later. This was an alien concept to them, <laughs> who just turn up and wing it. Clearly, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't believe such a thing existed. Pen and paper, Hugh. You, uh, well, you had them stunned. Mark Wilson has a landline in his house, and he told me he doesn't know the number. How can you not know the number of the telephone in your own house? And Alex, uh, uh, we brought some of the guys in in the discussion yesterday. Has football gone soft? It's the topic on everybody's mind. Gordon DL 
uh, forget the McGee's pies on a Saturday. He brought his own cheese board. Yeah, I seen it on here social yesterday. media. You there. having that? I'm at, you know, do, do you know the thing is? Could I you show your face board, in Dennis I've, again? I've got to be honest with you. There's no way I'm pulling that out in front of the troops. It's just <laughs> not acceptable. Nah, I must admit, it, it wasn't great. But anyway, thank you to Kenny, uh, the Hearts fan from Airdrie. Here's the seamless transition from one topic to the next. Whilst we're talking about the Scottish Cup semi-finals, Celtic Aberdeen, November first. Aberdeen got back to winning ways in fairly comfortable fashion yesterday. Yeah, uh, as you would expect. They're, they're, they've got a decent team. They've survived the embarrassment of the, the Aberdeen 8, who broke the coronavirus rules at the start of the season. They've brought in Ross McCrory, and he's made an immediate difference. Uh, you know, Derek McInnes has won one trophy in seven years at Pataudry, uh, and that was on penalty kicks. Um, so he'll, he would love to eliminate Celtic And Celtic would love to win the quadruple treble So what a great game that will be uh, And Jack Ross will know the importance of not losing to championship hearts uh, So th- th- they're fascinating ties in their own way See the Aberdeen uh, kind of slant on things for me I, I think they're going to go toe to toe with Hibs for mm-hmm. third place I think obviously Rangers take care of itself and I think it's a free for all for the for the other two places to uh, get into How them. good a midfield pairing is Ferguson and McCrory looking um, because the thing is Aberdeen have had a couple of you know, we mentioned the Muddle game but, but McCrory often gets moved out of midfield um, but but when he's right in there and, and Lewis Ferguson making no mistake from the penalty spot How good could they be? How important? Yeah, I've often said I like Lewis Ferguson I think he's got good attributes He's obviously taking the penalty responsibility He's got a few goals now this season The good thing about Ross McCrory is, is his appetite for the game, Gordon He is a proper athlete He's big, he's strong And he's got a real desire to kind of kick on in the game He's got a point to prove as well You know, but He's obviously went up there for a few hundred thousand pounds and he wants to kick on. And when you actually look at the performances he's producing, he's steamrolling players. I, I mentioned it earlier on about Vigers, he just terrorised them. Uh, 0141-951-1025, still plenty of time to get your calls in on tonight's show. So let's hear from you, even if it's one of the topics you think we covered earlier on, maybe Celtic's performance uh, and result yesterday, that's fine. We can absolutely revisit that. So get your call in. Tonight's question from the Crazy Pony. He says this, in the 21st century, nine players have played for a losing team in the final of a major English Cup and also for a losing Old Firm team in the final of a major Scottish Cup. Can you name them? You've got Alan McGregor, Lee McCulloch and Fraser Forster. Kenny Miller? Yes, Cardiff and Rangers, well done. Um, Gavin Ray? Was he at Cardiff with um, at that time? He's not on the list, but I want that this, this might be my mistake. I don't need to bore you with the details here, but I'm not sure if he lost one with the Rangers. I'll need to double check. Yeah, okay. Uh, what about sorry for you? You got another one there? Um Davy Weir. That's a great show. No. <laughs> Sean Maloney? No. Davis? Steve Davis? Yep. Yep. Southampton and Rangers. Okay, we'll leave it there. One, two, three, four to go. You've got five. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here on the home stretch tonight looking for the answers to this question. In the 21st century, nine players have played for losing teams in the final of a major English Cup and also for a losing old firm team in the final of a major Scottish 
cup Honestly he'll, 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 he's, he's obviously been listening to you Good, oh. good job you said nice things about him Andy Halliday has, tweet, has texted in and said Hugh and Alex are rubbish And <laughs> he's, he's rhymed off a few answers By the way he's not got them all right He's got a few What um, about good uh, job Arteta? Um, no Here's one out of left field Paul Telfer N- No oh. Tori Andre Flo Nope And he does have He said Stephen Davis as well Which you've now got And Kenny Miller Which you've now got He's got another good one That you don't yet have um, Did Boy Key play in one? Oh that's a good shout I like your oh, work Andy, there Andy I can feel it coming through the airwaves son <laughs> He <laughs> sung young That's not the one either That, that he suggested So you've It's 1-0 it's Ray I'll um, be the hardest one um, No there are a couple I must say I can't believe that Andy Halliday Signed for Hearts Without ever having given me A lift home from this programme Oh Lord lift will strike again I've I've, I've no doubt um, Any more for any more uh, Kyle no, You've only got three to get Hmm Right, we can leave it there because the, we have time. Uh, let's bring in Frank, who is in Kilmarnock. Frank, as a Celtic fan, what did you make of yesterday? Neil Lennon, full of praise for the team and their performance. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I think the comments were maybe a bit over the top. I put it up in the, one of the best performances, I think. Hibs, Hibs actually played well for about the first 25 minutes um, without actually putting a shot and goal. But as a Celtic fan, I, I thought um, a couple of big things for me. It was great to see Scott Brown commanding the pitch again. I thought he was outstanding. Um, I think Mr. Consistent and almost the unsung um, hero of the team is Big Beaton. He comes in and he just throws around the pitch. I thought he played well. We Frank Wong was just like an absolute bullet. I'd love to see him be a guy in the day doing 100 yards. Because <laughs> that'd be interesting. A, um, do you know what, Frank? I want to pick you up on, on the near beat on point because I think someone made it yesterday. seen a couple of tweets as well. I wonder if, if near beat on Hugh is unfairly judged because he's, people just constantly want to talk about the fact that he's not a defender. And oh. when in actual fact, that, that, that that's where he plays now. It's where he's played yeah. for... For quite some time Unsung Is is the way Frank described him Is that yeah, fair? Yeah you're right He didn't arrive at the club as a defender He is now one for um, The purposes of this season um, Before I would Go over the top of it Near Beaton I think if you Go to a certain level And obviously I'm talking about European football here If you go to a certain level I'm not sure that he can cut it At the back At that level Frank um, fair comment. I think. I mean, I just judge a Habs team that just threw with Rangers the previous week before quite fast. You've got um, a, a little bullet up front for Habs um, in their, their own mm-hmm. place in, in Boyle, and I think um, credit a well to a bit of a whipping boy, Greg Taylor, actually brought probably his best game in the Celtic jersey yesterday. Yeah, Alex. I mean, near Beaton, as as Frank mentions, partic- you know whether whether there is a ceiling there when it gets to Europe or not. Fine, that that's yeah. maybe one for another day. Yesterday a few times Particularly particularly Easy for me to say In the second half um, You saw exactly what Does suit him about that role The ability to stride forward With the ball Because yeah. he is Comfortable, comfortable on it yeah. um, And linked up with, with David Turnbull A couple of times On the right hand side And got forward So that'll please Neil Lennon Yeah listen Gordon He's a good player I, I watched him for Israel Last month as well And I thought he was excellent I actually thought he was One of the best players On the park And uh, he, he is technically very good He's got a good presence He's, he's a, a good good size 
And you rightly say there Because Ayer can do it On the left hand side So when you're playing Against Celtic You have to be conscious Of them two stepping forward Because they can pick a pass And and all they have to do Is break that initial press And then Celtic Expose them down the flanks uh, We heard some clips From Neil Lennon Earlier on Frank in, in talking about Some of the guys you mentioned Jeremy Frimpong David Turnbull Was another one That's the most we've seen on, Of him on for the Entirety of the second half Did he did he catch your eye? Is that enough to, to really start knocking on the door Of the starting living going forward? Yeah, if you were on my WhatsApp group my, my mates would tell you I've been crying out for a guy to get a, a chance The jersey Because I watched him for Mullerwell And I thought he, he he was very good in a Mullerwell team And I just think that Celtic midfield at times um, a lot, Although we're sitting there a very good start There's been a bit flat And I thought when he came on He just he, he almost reminded me I don't know if any think similar To like Stuart Armstrong A bit of a box-to-box A creative sort of midfielder I think you, you picked up brilliantly there Him and Beaton but probably, I just think he looked classy He just looked so classy So assured And um, it's 45 minutes I'm not going to get carried away um, But I, I think the boy could Potentially turn out to be a very, very, very good signing there. You know, when Celtic come back from Sarajevo, Frank, and uh, we'll just leave Sarajevo out of the equation here, but when they come back to play St Johnston in Perth, 12 o'clock next Sunday, if ever there was an occasion to start David Turnbull, surely that's mm. it, Frank? Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I think now he's get him by the other team, it's about get him some uh, game time, get him used to playing. Um, and the team with likes of Brown and McGregor and, and absolutely I was starting next Sunday as well I think he, he was a joy to watch yesterday and I think it's no coincidence Celtic second half performance which is where I would put, totally back Neil in. and I think second half Celtic were exceptional mm-hmm. and I think Brown Brown was captain Marvel again yesterday it was great to see that but I thought Turnbull playing alongside Brown would have learnt so much and it's great to see the lag at 45 minutes under his um, Celtic career and and his, his pass I know that a couple of the guys Talked about Hadji's pass Last Sunday um, For the Hibs game But his pass through um, To El Was I thought was top draw there Just one touch Straight through on a plate And boom There's a third goal The only regret for Celtic Frank I think was The, the loss of uh, Albion Ayeti, yeah. Ayeti, um, You know the, Who became the top league goal scorer Yesterday <laughs> Astonishingly um, But He's, I would say Given the nature of his injuries Touch and goal For the game against Rangers Which I'm sure Frank Occupies your thoughts Now and then Yes absolutely um, I, I, What I like about Ayeti Is he is that Predator um, He just looks as if Every time he's got a chance he, He's going to certainly Had the target And test the keeper Which is what Most big teams Like Celtic and Rangers And others like to see um, I actually think he picked up the injury I don't know if anybody else thought it When he ran towards the touchline I seen him almost pull up then But then he continued running And obviously um, pounced on the rebound And hit the back of the net Because it wasn't in that run I don't think I think it's when he came back to try and get it But yeah, I mean, delighted I think he's got a goal every 37 minutes Which is just what's staggering now Yeah, Alex, you can't, yeah. The, goal, the goals per minute at the moment um, Is quite yeah. something But Neil Lennon will just be hoping that it's it's nothing too major got, got it in time Yeah He's made such a good impact I think that's five goals He's got already Gordon as Frank says Every 37 minutes or so I haven't done the research But I'll take him At his word But I, I agree with him When he gets an opportunity In front of goals The one thing about him as well Is it's always that snapshot And left, right He looks as, as comfortable And he just looks to me As if he's a goal scorer An out and out goal scorer and, and with the opportunities That Celtic present most weeks 
He could score a barrel load uh, Frank, time's getting away from us So we're going to have to move on But we always appreciate you getting in touch Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon That was Frank uh, in Kilmarnock Saturday's results Let's hear from Jim Goodwin, shall we? He says he's confident they can turn things around Despite a fifth straight defeat uh, he does have faith in the squad of players he's put together. Another defeat, there's no getting away from that and we're extremely disappointed about that. But um, look, I've got every faith in the in the squad that I've put together. First half, Kilmarnock were a better team. I think we sat off them too much. We didn't get close enough to them. Albeit that's not where the goal comes from. You know, the goal, we need to defend better. We're weak in the middle of the park and then we get done with a 1-2 uh, on the far side and then we don't defend the cross well enough. And that's been a, an issue in the last five or six weeks that... You know, balls coming in our box, we haven't been able to defend them well enough. Uh, second half, I thought we were the better team. I thought we were, you know, in Kilmarnock's half for the majority of the game. Uh, sorry, the majority of the second half. And, um, you know, we just lacked a little bit of cutting edge in the final third. We got in some good areas, but we didn't put enough good balls in to give our striker something to go and attack. It's another defeat. It's really, really disappointing the run that we're on after such a bright start to the season. You know, I've got every confidence that we can turn it around. As I said, we've got a really decent squad there we've still got three or four very good players to come back from suspension and injury and um, I think once we get our strongest team on the pitch we'll be we'll, we'll turn the corner a great deal in the games Hugh and oh. we speak about you know teams being quite evenly matched and, and stuff in that portion of the league it was a great moment from, from Kilmarnock and that, that won the game Nicky Kabamba however you're struggling to find a positive in five straight league defeats other than what Jim Goodwin has said that the manager has belief in his players that uh, this long negative road that they are on will one day have a turning but it's got to come soon because winning's a habit losing becomes a habit as well yeah well obviously they'll be trying to get Tate back from suspension gone but I think young Kyle McGuinness coming back as well would be a bonus for him because he was a really starting to impress before he got injured uh, right let's round off the teaser you've still got three players who have this century lost a major English Cup final and been on the losing team for an old firm side in a major Scottish Cup final you've got Keysung Young Alan McGregor Lee McCulloch Steve Davis Fraser Forster Kenny Miller three to get go Bellamy no uh, Keen. Nope. Uh, struggling there. Did we mention Barry Ferguson? He's, He's wrong. Right, they're all former Celtic players. Two of them were in Matthews. No, but two of them were at Cardiff. Uh, Ledley. Yes. This is the obvious one that I said that Andy Haldy had texted in, and well, and I thought you might have got it. If I tell you the clubs, you will get it. Celtic And Aston Villa Sums the guy's career up Stan Petrov Yes Tough one this Cardiff and Celtic Defender um, Dutch Glenn Lewins Glenn Lewins Took a few jump. clues But we got there In the end Thank you Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray So much to get through tonight So thank you for your patience Thanks for your calls And tweets And thank you for listening Uh, We'll do it all again tomorrow Six o'clock In the company of Gordon DL And Roger Hanna And Callum Gallagher Is up next